You're listening to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. And in this podcast, we will talk about the sports of powerlifting, what it's like to be a female strength athlete, what it's like to be a strength coach, nutrition, tips to help yourself in your athletic endeavors, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive into today's podcast. So, Chrissy, I'm excited to have you on because I think you have such a cool story. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) I really do. And I think it starts way back because when I was stalking you on Instagram, um, (laughs) of course, I gave you a lot of my time. Don't worry. But your lifting, it seems like you started with strongman kind of and powerlifting, right? So I started with strongman first. Yep. And, And I did that probably for about six months. And did pretty well. Um, and then I was preparing for a pro women's world and I heard a pop on my back doing deadlifts. And yeah, <laughs> thankfully it wasn't a disc or anything like that. It was just muscular. But I mean, girl, I did the deadlift, heard the pop, was like hunched over, crawled behind the kegs to like cry and sit there for a half hour because I couldn't move and I couldn't let the boys see me cry. <laughs> but I was in that much pain, you know what I mean? So like after rehabbing that, I was just like, powerlifting is probably the safest bet for me. Cause at that point I already had five surgeries on my left knee. So I was like, probably nice and controlled is my best bet. <laughs> so, so can we back it up to your surgery? So did it all start with soccer? Yes. With surgery? Like yeah. how did the first surgery come about? My senior year in high school, um, I was playing soccer. We were in a playoff game. I was I stole the ball. I played defense. I stole the ball from a girl. I was dribbling it up the sideline and she like hooked me and I fell forward, heard a pop in my knee and it was my ACL and meniscus. And then basically every year they were going in and doing revisions. The ACL was fine, but the meniscus kept getting retorn. And then they had a lot of scar tissue build up. And then one time the screw that they put in actually like my body started rejecting it and it started protruding and then the bone was growing weird over it. So they like literally had to chisel it and then remove the screw and put a new one in. So it's just been, it's been years of bad knees. <laughs> it's been years of bad knees. Can I ask you now that like, at least it's been a long time since you've been getting surgeries, like, do you think some of them were unnecessary? Like, do you regret any of them? Not one. Okay. I have great doctors in Boston. Like, everything was necessary. The, I probably, not really actually, because the scar tissue and stuff was giving me so much pain. So even with those going, it's just my body, they call me an overhealer. So I just get massive amounts of scar tissue. And actually powerlifting has helped with that because the squats and stuff help ground it down. So like before I re like before I injured this left knee again, my knees felt great. The best they've ever felt. So, cause I've already have arthritis in both of them. So the movement and everything really helps out. Chrissy, the odds are not in your favor for like, <laughs> for like using don't, your legs. <laughs> don't volunteer to be tribute. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> oh my god okay so wait so what happened between soccer and strongman like how did we get to strongman were you even into lifting weights when you played soccer um a little bit because i also did track and i was a sprinter in high school and all that so hey. we the weight yeah wait, <laughs> what was the event i did the 50 the 100 the 200 the four by one the four by two and long jump <laughs> okay so you were like that real fast because i was a 400 kind of girl like i could not get fast enough for that 100 i was slow i did that once and i sprinted it like it was a 200 and then the that last 200 meters was like a jog to the finish yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing the 400 is like a super long sprint it's just a long sprint <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm just not fast enough. Like the, the hundred, I was pathetic. Like I looked, so you know, like how a, a second and a half is like a massive distance. So that was me. 20 yards. <laughs> that, that was me every time. And my coach was like, I, after freshman year, he's like, we're going to stop with the hundreds. <laughs> something else. And I was like, this is a good idea because I'm embarrassed at this point. I'm also like 14. So please make me, don't let me do this anymore. Like, right. <laughs> oh my God. So, ever get in the triple jump? That's too complicated for me. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. But freaking soccer wasn't as complicated. I feel like soccer is way more complicated. I tried soccer too. So, yeah, but I started that when I was like four. So, like, you know, you get used to that. Like, at 15, trying to do the triple jump, I was like, what the hell are you? I can't even skip. Never mind doing this hop, skip, and a jump, and then making sure you're not over that line at the same time. Like, no way. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot. Cause the second, oh my god, and like the second jump has to be like longer than the first. You're right, it's a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> I got short legs. I don't, I don't got those kind of ups. <laughs> Just top speed and then try to jump with it. You know what I mean with the long jump. <laughs> yeah, word. Okay. <laughs> so you were saying though, how did how did you get into lifting after soccer? I actually met the owner of my gym at a bar. <laughs> And he was friends with this bartender that I knew really well. And he was just looking at me like, cause I've always had pretty nice delts. And like, I always looked like I did something. And he was like, oh, you should check out my gym. I was like, I don't even lift right now. Like, and I explained like all the surgeries I had on my left knee and all that. And he's like, no, like you need to get in the gym. You'll feel better if you get in the gym. And so after some persuading between him and my friend, I went to the gym, checked it out and I fell in love. He, the owner became my personal trainer and he's actually the one who got me into strongman. So it's just, I miss that competitiveness. And even though I wasn't competing at the time, like trying to get like half as much weight on the bar as the men was like what made, pushed me to do better. So that competitive, and then we have a really good community at my gym. It's a big team, a big family. And that, you know, camaraderie with it too. I just, I needed it. It made me so happy just to have that kind of atmosphere around me again. Yes, because like you, I mean like, sort of same thing happened with me. I was always on a team, like June, like all of high school and middle school, I was on some sort of team, track team, volleyball team. And then like you go to college and you're like, oh. What do I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess I, like I tried to run, I'm me in distance. We don't do that. So mm -hmm. I tried running and it wasn't cute and I just got sad. So. <laughs> yeah, like with me too, like I always played basketball, was always on a soccer team, always had something team aspect. And when I lost, when I got hurt, I like lost my identity almost. Like I was always known as the athlete. So 
not to have that. Like I was lost for a few years. I didn't know what to do with myself. And like this is in college and stuff, but like I never loved school. So like not having that outlet with sports, like I just didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. How long was that gap between like surgery one and then finding the gym? Uh, four years. Ooh. It was a long. That is long. Long four years. <laughs> and I get that because like, especially like when, like when I mean, now it's lifting, but like when you're known as the athlete, the girl who's like fast, strong, whatever. And like, that's all you do. Like you wake up, like can't wait to go run with these people with a soccer ball or whatever. And then you're like, I guess I'll just not do that now. <laughs> right. It's awful. Especially being on a team, you all have that, you know, same mindset you know, we're like-minded people. And then like all my really good friends came from playing sports. So I was like, how do I even make friends right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I know this is a weird question because it was between like high school and like college. Like, were you still close with those people who were on the team after you were like no longer on it? Or did you guys kind of like fade away? Like, well, we don't have anything in common anymore. No, we're all still close. I still talk to a bunch of my friends from high school. <laughs> We all grew up together. I was on a team with them for like 15 years. So, you know what I mean? Like they're family, but it just, it was just weird. I was not a happy person. And yeah. then, you know, lifting's given me that again. So I am forever grateful to the sport and the barbell. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Well, I love hearing that because for me, it was the opposite. Like, you know, I left school and I was like, well, all my friends who lift or not even lifting, sorry, who ran, who did volleyball, we all stopped doing that. So we're just like, bye. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So now we are into strongman. How long does strongman last? And then like, when did like we phase into, I just want to squat bench and deadlift. Um, so it was about six months into strongman. I did three competitions. Um, I was prepping for pro women's worlds. I've had, I had injuries along the way where I like screwed up my bicep a little bit doing stones and stuff like that and then just wearing tacky and stuff I looked like I was in an abusive relationship all the time with all the bruises and stuff and so that's also a nicer aspect of powerlifting where I just have a few bruises from deadlifts but you know nothing crazy um so when I got hurt with that and I was starting to kind of like make my return back to the barbell after rehabbing my back um a kid I went to high school with was actually a powerlifter and he's like I'll help you out this and that he ended up coaching me for a little bit and I got hurt in February I did my first powerlifting competition in June and after my first competition that was it I, I knew and then I so I did the comp in June and then I did regionals in August because he told me in order he's like you're not ready for nationals but you can make the art he told me I could make the Arnolds by doing regionals he didn't know what he was talking about I'm about to say it. I'm confused, but okay. Yeah, he, he didn't know. And I didn't know any better either because, you know, I'm watching like Jen Milken and Jen Thompson and all these people on Instagram, but I don't know actually what's going on. Like I'm a newbie, so green, like, and so after regionals, he still told me not to do nationals, even though I was going in ranked number two. So we had a falling out and I decided I was going to coach myself through nationals. And thank God for my best friend, Lex, because she came down with me to Orlando that year and handled me, even though we had no freaking clue what we were doing. And oh my like, gosh. <laughs> the main goal of that nationals was to find a good coach that I could have longevity with 
and just to place top five if I could. We accomplished both of those things. I met my coach, Eric Bodhorn, while I was out there and met some, I was naive, had no idea who anyone was, like Matt Gary and Susie. Susie was one of my judges. Matt Gary was the expediter. And, you know, Matt Gary gets hyped for everybody. So he's giving me uh -huh. stuff through every attempt. And afterwards, I go up to him, I was like, hey, do you know anyone that's like a good coach, like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, gave me his card. He goes, email me, we'll talk. So like, I emailed him the next day. He emailed me back with a list of coaches. Eric ended up being on it. And I had dinner with him the night before. So I was like, oh, this is fate. Like every, the stars are aligning. This is exactly what I'm supposed to do. And I've been extremely happy with Eric ever since. And I, you know, me and Lex somehow pulled off that nationals when we didn't even know how to take out the bench from the rack. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, that is so insane. Wait, Orlando 2017? Was that? Yep. That was my first nationals too. <laughs> Everyone always has a place in my heart. <laughs> Same. I also didn't know what I was doing because that specific nationals, I come in, I'm like, okay, first of all, I know any names. I didn't know a single name. Like Jim Milliken could give me a high five, but like, girl, I was girl. Next to her for weigh-ins, and I'm just like, holy shit, it's Jen Milliken. I want to <laughs> say hi, but I don't know if it's okay. <laughs> right? I feel like everyone, like, your first nationals, you're so starstruck for sure. But for me, I was so ignorant. But I kind of think ignorant was bliss because it helped me because I was a junior and I ended up getting second, which is why I was able to end up going to Rose because first first place like aged out and like I feel like had I known everyone I would have been like so enthralled with everyone else and would just been like forget it I can't like, handle it it can be crazy intimidating you know <laughs> I, know. I know okay so we do our 2017 nationals yeah you end up you, what place did you get 2017 fourth fourth place yeah. so is this the point where you're like okay I'm highly competitive in this sport and I think eventually I could be like first place in this nationals. Yes. Well, I was always in the back of my mind, like fingers crossed, Jen Milliken moves up a weight class, like type of thing, <laughs> make it a little easier for me. But yeah, I was after, honestly, after regionals, cause I got best lifter in regionals and I, you know, did like, I was really proud of that performance. I was like, all right, like, we could make a big splash here. Like I'm not just, you know, strong in my local gym. I'm strong across the board. So it definitely helps with pushing my training a little more. Cause you see like some of these big numbers of these girls like squatting 380 at the time I was squatting like 315, which I thought was still big. And it's just like, oh, okay. If they can do it, I can do it. It's just going to take a lot of work. <laughs> we got to check yeah. all the boxes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then one other thing, like when I was like stalking you on Instagram, like you mentioned that in the beginning, your mindset was not as strong when it came to competing and that it had to get a lot stronger for you to be able to obviously move up. We'll get to 2019 soon, but to like, you know, improve as a lifter. So after that 2017, like what changed, like did you use something to help your mentality when it came to competing? Like Honestly, up until probably 2019, I kind of felt like an imposter in the sport because <laughs> like, I felt like I had no right to be as good as I was so quick in the game. So I think a lot of that was being like, no, you belong here. And then communication, with, better communication with my coach, 
and all that was a huge game changer because I was always nervous that I was going like, to disappoint him. Like he's putting all this work and effort and time into me. If I don't perform, is he going to think it's a waste of time type of thing? So getting over that, he actually grabbed me by the face in 2019. It was just like, Chrissy, you cannot disappoint me. Like I see everything you put in and like that was a big game changer too. <laughs> Those little things. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, it's crazy that you found this coach at 2017 Nats and like you guys have been on the journey ever since. Yeah. And like, I go out to visit him once a year at least to train at his gym and get some hands-on stuff. And I love Eric. He's quiet, but he's always thinking he's like that chess master. And like, you can, at first his quietness, especially game day, got me a little nervous, but now it's like, oh, he's just looking at the board. He's just thinking about all these like future moves that he's going to be doing. And I completely, like, I don't, it's funny game day. I don't want to know anything. I just want you to tell me when to lift, when to go to the bathroom, when's it, when it's time to chalk up, like all that stuff. I like to be as hands off as possible. Like, tell me when to eat even like, and like, it's great because my friend Lux, who came down for the first meet, has come to, with me to every single competition. So she is that, like, nice familiarity, too. Like, I trust her completely with everything. And it's like, those two talked, because she's there for most of my training sessions. Mm -hmm. I have them talk over my warm-ups and everything, or, like, moves. I don't want any part of it. Just tell me when to lift and when it's my turn. <laughs> so... so do you even know the number on the bar before you go out? Nope. Oh, you want those? I can kind of figure out because I know kilograms well enough now. But like when it gets to a certain point and I'm, I don't want to know, it gets me anxious. So I like just, you know, take my time, not nervous to lift. I'm just excited and, you know, do my thing. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I wish I could like, I'm hands off as well, but I wish I could not know the number on the bar. If I don't know, I'll, I'll freak out. My coach is like, no, I'm going to tell you the number. I'm like, good, because I'll just panic and not know. But I feel like it would be nice to not worry about it. I may have to try to get your mindset going. It's all about the trust. Like, I trust everything they're doing. They're not going to put something on the bar that I can't lift. Or if they do, like, it hasn't happened there. If they did, it would be for the win or for a record or something like that. So, like, mm -hmm. I trust everything they do. I don't need to know. You know, I'd rather just sit there, look at my hands or whatever, and worry about that, like the lift coming up. <laughs> no, that that's smarter, <laughs> in my opinion. But I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we move on. Let's get to 2018 nationals because the ones that I really know well, obviously, would be moving on for after 2019. But 2018 nationals, you come into it. How do we place there? I came in fourth again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Four was the magic number for some reason for a couple of years. <laughs> okay. Um, that one was the, my mindset totally wasn't there yet. Like the confidence wasn't 100% there. And, you know, Jen Milliken moved up a weight class, but Scanlon moved down a weight class. Yep. So it was like, I think Milliken moved up like two weeks before Scanlon moved down. So I had those two weeks where I'm like super excited. I was like, all right, this could be my year. And then Scanlon moved down. I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, why do you, all these girls have to have monster squats? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, 
that one, you know, I did not know how to manage my anxiety as well in that meet. And it really came all together in prep for 2019. Mm. So, and I, for some reason, it was, I think it was two meets in a row where I just screwed up on deadlifts and deadlifts are, are my, well, they haven't come back yet, but deadlifts are usually my best lift. Mm-hmm. So I would have placed better if my deadlifts and I got along that day. <laughs> but So is it because you literally psyched yourself out before going out for that deadlift? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but we got over that, <laughs> thankfully. Yes. <laughs> At the time in 2018, then, were you paying more attention to numbers? Like, were you like, okay, I know, ah, see, we have found a big nugget right there. So you're like, I know what numbers in the bar. Uh Uh-oh, I have to get it to get this place. Like, you knew all that? Yeah. (laughs) See, ignorance is bliss. We learned that. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Don't tell me anything. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And again, like that, well, story of my freaking life. Good thing it's not about me because I'm <laughs> like, actually, this is why I can't perform. <laughs> but your prep for, are you paying attention to your competition? Like all the way up into the meet? Are you like looking at every single post and you're like, okay, this is where you are? Not really. Because, uh, well, I personally don't post my top numbers when I get close. And, you know, you never know how much someone weighs how much the weight cut's going to take out and all that stuff. So I'd rather not give myself that added anxiety when there's so many unknowns. So I just, it's not like I mute them or anything like that, but I'm not actively searching. <laughs> I leave that to my coach, like, cause that's a lot of strategy, right? And I rather my coach pay attention to that than me have to be like, well, she's doing this and I have to be doing this this week. It just, it puts too much on me and ignorance is bliss. <laughs> so I rather them, you know, if they're paying attention to me, cool, but I just rather not. And I like looking at the 63s and stuff like that, but I won't actively look at my weight class. <laughs> no, like, honestly, I, I think I pay too much attention to my 63s when I'm like going into me, but you know, looking at the people above you and below you and not yours, maybe I'm going to try that. Maybe that guys. Try like that. a sense of thing. <laughs> You know, especially like the 52s are crazy strong now too. Like, so, you know, I, I don't mind comparing myself to them because like, eh, I'm not going to see you anyways. <laughs> but like, you know, it's just, I don't like adding pressure to myself when it's it's unnecessary pressure. Mm-hmm. So, and there's way too many unknowns, like I said. And I did that in 2018 where I was like looking at everyone in my weight class a lot. And I think that also got in my head. So it's what I'm, you know, a little trial and error, and I think it kind of worked out. So I've been kind of sticking with it. Yeah. I'll look at everybody because I don't have anything on the horizon in a while. But, you know, come like a month out or so, just let it sizzle. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like the a big difference between your 2018 prep and 2019 Nationals prep is you paying attention to less people, you focusing more on your own gains. Were you in better communication with your coach too at this point? Communication was great with my coach. Um, my friend, Ben Escrow, who's also the formulator and chemist for the supplement company I'm sponsored by, him and I became very close friends over the past, you know, three or four years. And he's very good with helping me like 
calm down and, you know, he upped my mental game. So, you know, like coaches will give you certain cues and then another coach will give you a cue. It's the same exact cue, but they word it differently. That's mm -hmm. that. He knows my language when it comes to stuff. So I am very fortunate to have, I let, like to say formed like a village around me, a nice little team and everyone has their own like little piece and it comes together real nice for me. Yeah, I was about to say, it seems like a big game changer was also like you found the right people to have in your corner and you're like, I'm gonna hang on to you because they obviously know how important this is to you and they understand like how far you can go. Exactly, and you know, I even have, like one of the things I love about you is you love to see women get stronger, right? Like you love to see them, you know, with a barbell and stuff like that. The group of people I usually lift with, it's all women. And we lift every night and it's, they're my family. So like I have them, that positive reinforcement in the gym. And then I have all these outsiders that are like really respected in powerlifting also doing the same thing. So it's like, I got that, it's like an onion. I have all these layers of positive reinforcement and it's fantastic. I couldn't do it without any of them. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> no, I'm seriously loving hearing this because like it's like how far you get in any sport, but especially in Palatine because that's what I know. It's not just you. It's like, it's your team, it's your tribe, people in your life. If you have the right people in your life, you're going to have to potentially go even farther. If you're surrounded by people who don't care, who just don't get it, or you just guys, you guys are not in the same, like getting the same vibes. It's like, it makes like it you can be strong in the gym but like performance wise may not just go as well because you're just not having the right enforcement in your life oh definitely and it's one of those things everyone thinks like powerlifting is an individual sport it's not like you need that those people especially like friends and stuff that don't go to the gym and don't totally get it but like you have to make the sacrifices right i can't go out friday night i'm training saturday morning or like you know i can't do this and having those friends that actually understand are like, yep, nope, I get it. Like next time come around type of thing. It's huge. Cause I've had friends that I am no longer friends with cause they just didn't understand. And it's like, no, nope, this is a major part of my life. Like you gotta be okay with me not being around all the time. <laughs> exactly. It's like, even if you don't really get it, you gotta respect it. Like a big thing I think that happened to me, even with the prep for like this past, well, I will, I'll say prep. I signed up last second. I signed up the night before. <laughs> it was too late to sign up. But like, I like COVID kind of changed my friendship groups. And I kind of ended up in more friendship groups that don't get it. And like, when I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be here Friday. I'm not going to really be doing anything. Don't even invite me. They were like, why? I don't get it. I'm like, ooh. I feel like I'm back to like baby Solana who just got into powerlifting. Yeah. I don't like this feeling, man. <laughs> It's funny though, through COVID, I actually hung out with like, well, I didn't hang out. I Zoomed with my friends so much more than I do and like see them in real life. It was hilarious. I love it. I, it made it easier. It's like now I talk to my friends more often because I'm like, hey, we just Zoom. Like, yeah. Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> Making friendship <Thank> stronger. <laughs> friendship stronger and they got really rich. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want I want like kind of a play by play of 2019 nationals. It's like I wish in 2019 I was paying attention to everyone, <laughs> but 2019 is the year that you take first place. Everything you have been driving hard for, you come in and you take it. Yeah. How did school? Let's start with squats. How did squats go? 
I missed my first squat. <laughs> so I was pretty, I was pretty anxious going into squats. And I was, you know, trying to calm myself down, you know, tell myself I'm not nervous, I'm excited to do this, all that type of thing. And then first squats came, had a pretty good pick off the rack. And then I knew I caught it short. And I like smiled at the top of it because I was like, you dumbass, you know exactly <laughs> what you did wrong. <laughs> and I got to the back and Lex was there, my best friend. And she was just like, she's trying to give me a pep talk, right? But she's saying we way too many words. And I looked at her, I go, I love you, but you need to shut up right now. You're talking too much. And she mm -hmm. looked at me, she just shook her head. She's like, yep, I got it. She walked away. And then Ben walked over and he looked at me and goes, Chrissy, you create your own destiny here. And like, that was literally all I needed to hear. I was like, yep, he's right. I was like, I'm going to prove all these people wrong that don't want me to do well or whatever it is. And I went out for that second attempt and Ben actually squeezed himself on the side. And he go like, I heard him, he goes, take your time. And the take your time was huge. I was like, all right, he's right. You know, big breath, like calm myself down, got my heart rate down and I freaking nailed it. And I was like, all right, we're in this, like, let's go. And then I hit my third squat and I like, that's when I felt totally comfortable. I was like, all right, we got this now. Like we got this out of the way. Bench has been going like butter, like let's go. And like Eric had a little talk with me too after the squat and I was ready to roll. I ended up going, uh, I hit all my other lifts. So I went eight for nine for the day. It was awesome. <laughs> and that like, that's how I know your mentality drastically changed because what messes up a lot of people is missing the first squat. Like missing the first lift, it's like, oh, it's all over. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, eight more to go. Oh, there was, cause there was that sudden, like right when I walked off the platform after that miss, I was like, fuck, you did it again. Like you're gonna screw this up. Like you can't do, like this is your time. And then the whole, you create your own destiny. I was like, yep, okay, let's go. You got this. Like you've trained way too hard and made way too many sacrifices to screw up here. It's only one lift. You can come back from it. Mm -hmm. And they, other lifters made some mistakes too. And I was, I didn't lose much off that miss. So it was nice. <laughs> what was the squat could you end up with 152.5 did you have an idea of what you wanted to do before you got there was it like much higher honestly um 52.5 what is that in pounds I'm still only god knows I got I'm the worst <laughs> so I was aiming for like a a 347 or so I think okay. that's the number yeah so, I mean, it's only like 10 or so pounds, but. You got what you needed though. Exactly. And I couldn't be too mad about it. I mean, that was a little under a PR. So, yes. or a game day PR, at least. We all know those gym lifts move much better. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you, you train with kilos, right? Yes. But oh, I have, nice. I still use an app. I've been using kilos for like three years now and I still have to use the app. <laughs> I I'm gonna start training with kilos in a month with my gym. It's got a whole second add-on for like powerlifting a straw man. I'm like, oh thank the Lord. I get to use kilos now. Now I can't I own the math. I can't add, but <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. I'll send you the app. Makes it real easy. 
It's oh, yay. <laughs> I will, I'll link the app in the show notes. <laughs> okay, so Chrissy, you get your 2019 Nationals win. Now, this is obviously when things start to, because we all know what happened in 2020, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, I went to the post that you posted about, like, when you were like, I trained really hard for this and 2020 is not happening and this is really tough. But it seems like the underlying tone of all of your posts is always like, I'll come back stronger. I'll get it next time. It's like, I feel like I would have crumbled into a ball and just cried and then said, I hate everyone and not been on Instagram for like five months. And like, you seriously, that's totally been my reaction. But you have this mentality of I'll come back. It's okay. I'll get my chance again. I mean, you gotta be your own biggest cheerleader, right? And you gotta have it. Like if you don't have that mentality, you're already knocking yourself off. So it's, I'm always just trying to be positive with things. And, you know, I've come back from, you know all these knee injuries and stuff like that. And I've only gotten stronger from them. So, I mean, it sucked. It really, like I was real disappointed, especially like, so we had the Arnold and I was kind of upset with that too. Cause I was like, ah, I didn't do a full meet. I only did bench only because I was like, whatever, like we got, I rather keep on prepping for worlds and just having this be a fun type of thing. And then when we got back, like that's when everything started shutting down. And like, I called, actually called my gym owner at the airport because my friend works in infectious disease and stuff in Boston was starting to pick up with cases. And I called him up. I was like, I think we're going to get shut down. I need the combo rack and any kilogram plates because I need to prep for world still. I was like, I'll pick it up. I'll figure things out with the logistics of it. But like, I need, he goes, no, Chrissy, you're exaggerating. Like we're going to be fine. Within two weeks, we were closed. So glad I, you know, was thinking ahead, but man, even just the start of the shutdown and keeping focused and training at home by myself, which I thought I was going to love, but I freaking hated it sucked. Um, it was just really tough. And that being able to still push myself, even though the future was unknown, was also like a big mental thing for me too. Because I'm going to sound a little bit like a jerk here. My physique usually looks pretty good. So it's not like I'm working out to look better type of thing. And nothing was opened up anyway. So it's not like I was going out to like try to impress anybody. So like, being good, putting actually having to put myself on a schedule because I was not getting down to my basement to work out till like 8 p.m. because I was just lazy throughout the day mm-hmm. was like, it was tough, especially when we started really getting heavy with things and not having any or one around for like spots on squats. And you know, like a combo rack, like if you have to ditch it on a combo rack, like it's not exactly good news. No. <laughs> so, and at that point, my, I already tore my meniscus. I actually tore my meniscus two weeks before 2019 nationals. And what? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Like, you didn't tell your coach? <laughs> he knew, but it was okay. So it was, tor- I did it dancing with my friend's daughter. The beat dropped. I jumped, landed wrong. I already know like what tears feel like because I've already, you know, done so much already on them and I knew it right away, but I was like, we'll see what happens. 
it didn't really affect my lifts at all. So I was like, all right, we're cool. How and is that possible? <laughs> I, you know what it is. <laughs> I could, I'm sitting here like anything with your knee, I couldn't bend my leg or I couldn't squat, but like, obviously, you know what it really feels like. Like, did it just hurt you walking? Like, it was, it was catching sometimes when I was getting into my posi my positioning for um, bench actually, but it didn't affect my squats and deadlifts too much. It was just a little achy at the time. Um, and then actually the week after that, I cut open my pinky finger, putting weights back, a dumbbell back into the rack, split it open, needed stitches, but couldn't get stitches because it was like four days before Nats. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> So that last deadlift at nationals, there's was just blood on the bar. <laughs> You're like, that's not mine. <laughs> just get some spray, it's fine. <laughs> so the knee was kind of holding up up until um, lockdown when I went to, because like my basement floor is pretty like, you know, dusty and whatnot. I didn't want anything getting on my lifters. So like, I jumped from my horse mat onto a box and I landed wrong. And that's when it really tore up. And then it was catching on me, like walking out when I was like riding a bike or like walking on sand. And I would have to like physically manipulate my knee to get it unlocked to be normal again. And then uh, the kicker was in December in our first snowstorm. I was shoveling and turned and the knee locked and I could not get it unlocked. Everything I did that worked previously was not working. I had to wait a couple of days, went into my physical therapist. He tried everything he knew and we could not get it unlocked. So that's like when I knew I was like, all right, I finally got to the point where I like actually need to do something about this. Yeah. But what are we in December right now? Sorry, I just point the story. Yes, December where the tear really happened, but we can backtrack because we were in March. <laughs> I know, that's why I, I got a little <laughs> bit off. My bad. No, you, you're totally fine. But um, that's what, that's essentially the timeline anyways, because nationals happen, bench press, Arnold's happens. Yep. And then we it are was trying to train in our basements, in the deep, dirty basements. And... <laughs> And then, you know, waiting for the world to open up again. And I wasn't too eager to compete with a mask on and all those precautions and all that. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't pushing to like enter into something until we kind of knew exactly what the year was going to look like. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Worlds was supposed to be in September and then they canceled that, canceled nationals and all that. So I was kind of took it as like, all right, this is time to like really work on things and to like build up my squat and stuff. And what's really sucks is the weekend I really hurt myself in December was the second to last week that I was doing heavy singles. And I hit PRs that week. So I was like, all right, like wicked excited for the next week to see like really push it, right? And you know, what happened happened. Yep. And how did you, like, honestly, how did you even comfortably hit PRs in the basement? Like, I really genuinely want to know, had, let's just say we, like, failed a single. Like, what would 
have happened? Like, was there like a safety? Was there like, I don't know, something on the floor? Like, I could not push myself to do heavy singles because I was like, yo, I'm gonna die. I'm just gonna keep it light. <laughs> Man, that was the element of fear of maybe dying really pushes you sometimes. Sure. <laughs> because like, literally it was me and my dogs and their safety is on the combo rack, but they're not really safety. Like it's fine for bench, but like yeah. squats, you're pretty much screwed. So she, I literally just, every time I did an attempt, it was like, all right, girl, this is do or die. Like either fail it out of the hole, like right at the bottom, or you got to grind your ass out of this and finish. So I grinded out of it and finished. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds like it sounds easier said than done. It's like, oh yeah, she grinded it. No, it was like do or die. Like this is it. Because I mean, I, like, I don't get programmed heavy singles very often, so it wasn't like I was gonna not do it. But then trying to figure out like, because everyone's working at home, but they're also working, so it's not like it could just be like, hey, come over. I'm working out at this time. Everyone's schedules were all over the place, so it was just mm-hmm. gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Word. <laughs> okay so when did you get your actual surgery after december you heard it again um i got it january first week of january okay and like this surgery was like full-blown tear meniscus now so i t- actually tore the entire medial meniscus and it was flapped into the knee joint itself and then i had massive amounts of scar tissue to the point where the mri showed that there actually might be something wrong with the acl too but thankfully it was just scar tissue built up around it that it made it look like it was frayed. That's insane. Yeah, so they had, to, uh, they had to go in and they put uh, nine stitches in my meniscus. And they actually had to go through the side this time of my knee instead of just through the portholes because it was so torn. And I still have like a little bit of nerve damage from it where I can't feel the lower half of my leg. It's just numb. <laughs> So, but it was, and then it was not funny, but the USAPL basically announced that nationals was going to be in June when I was on the operating table. So like I going into surgery, I was like pretty stoked. Cause I was like, I got all this time. Like I can definitely come back if I have, you know, whatever amount of months it was, if it was in the fall or whatever. Yeah. Like it's October. <laughs> yep. And then, um, I like just was off of Instagram and stuff. Plus I was just on so many painkillers and whatnot. Like I didn't pay attention for a couple of weeks. And then one of my friends texted me and was like, Hey, how do you feel about nationals getting moved up? And I was like, what is going on? And I was like, what do you mean moved up? When? And they're like, Oh, June. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was, that was tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Cause I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm non-weight bearing for 10 weeks. And like, and we, even when I become weight bearing, it's not like I'm going to be able to get a barbell on my back. Like I didn't start squatting with a bar until April. Whoa. What? What? That's took two months out. Yep. So, Cause this surgery, I mean, obviously non-weight bearing this, was this the biggest knee surgery you ever had at this point? Cause this is clearly major. Yeah. I mean, 
The ACLs are too, just because they're drilling through bone and stuff, but at least you can still do weight bearing with it and you're still moving it around. Like I was stuck at zero degrees in that brace until March. So like it was, it was probably the hardest one I've had just because like my muscles went down to nothing. Like my, this right quad looked like I was a geriatric, a bit like sur uh, bariatric surgery with all the weight loss. My skin, like I could manipulate it like it was dough. It was unreal. And so that was even just, honestly, even just walking around at first with it was just ridiculously difficult. And it's, so it was, it was probably the hardest one I've ever had. But we came back <laughs> little by little. And I got like, my physical therapist is amazing. Without him, I wouldn't have been close to where I was for meet day. So your PT, like, cause you know, a lot of PTs at this point, you'd be like, you know, what if you just took a break from lifting? So obviously he's someone who's like really big on like, I understand how important this is to you and we're gonna do whatever it takes to get you like lifting heavy ASAP. Yeah, like shout out to Dan Pope, fitness brain free, champion physical therapy in Waltham. Uh, but like, He's been with me for three years now and he usually does you know my tune-ups does my dry needling soft tissue work and all that so he he knows how competitive i am and all that and when i got the surgery date and stuff he's like so are you are you gonna because his office is about like 45 minutes from my house so it's not like mm -hmm. it's close but definitely worth the drive he um he's like all right like you you're down to come to me and i was like oh yeah he's like we'll get you back it's going to take time, but we'll do everything possible to get you there. So, you know, having him and then having my coach, Eric, those two working together, like I said before, it takes a village. It's nice to have both, like, both of them as smart as they are and they get it to get me to where I was. Yes, because I went, so there was a post you made and I think it was right when you started maybe weight bearing again, because you were 18 weeks out. You're like, well, 18 weeks out, let's do this. <laughs> and like I'm looking at that post I'm like has she like walked like at this point were we walking when you put that post up barely I was still using crutches and this is by me man like I love like you're like I just had this surgery it's a big one like you just had probably probably the biggest letdown of your life not being able to even go to try to represent at worlds right well like that's like representing the United States in a sport has been a dream of mine since like the first Olympics I've ever watched, you know? So like winning and getting that nomination was like a dream come true. So like to have it kind of pulled out from under me, I mean, it would have sucked anyways, but it was just like, oh God, now I got to earn my spot. Like, not that I don't want to earn it, but it's like, now I got to go through this all over again. And then having, you know, them push up nationals. I was like, well, might not make it this year. But I'm going to make a statement and they're going to know that I'm going to be here forever. Like I'm not walking away because I had surgery. And that was also a thing too. People like, I can't believe you're coming back. And I'm like, well, what else am I going to do? Like I'm here. We're only going to get stronger. It's fine. <laughs> it, I mean, seriously, your heart is ridiculous, Chrissy. Like <laughs> you're going into this. You're like, I can't really walk 18 weeks out into that post. I can't really walk yet. But like if I, if someone else is going to, get a first place spot for nationals, you are taking it from me. Like I'm going to be there and you're going to have to compete. Yep. 
And I and I'm like one of my big things this time around, I was like, all right, we're gonna work up this upper body because throughout, even when I was non weight bearing and stuff, I got a commercial gym membership and I was just doing like machines and stuff to keep my upper body going because I didn't want to lose much on that. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, we're at least gonna look like a bodybuilder. Let's be the biggest 57, biggest looking 57, at least on the upper half on me, Tay. <laughs> oh my God. And by the way, you succeeded. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> you are, yeah, I think you might be the most ripped 57 I've ever seen ever. So <laughs> I'll take that all day. <laughs> oh my God. All right, all right. So my question is like, by the time we're getting close to Nationals 2021, I'm talking like maybe like a month out. Like, what was your mindset at this point? Because at first, you know, obviously you're like, I'm trying to get as high, like the, the best numbers I can get. But at this point, you kind of know what you can do. Yeah, my bench was always doing all right. I was having trouble with, you know, getting into a high arch and stuff because it was just putting so much pressure on the knee that it would get achy. And I just like wasn't getting that nice wedge. As we got closer, it was kind of coming a little bit better, but it was one of those things that I just needed more time. Squats actually felt the best they've ever felt. The weight wasn't on the bar that I wanted to, but the movement itself just felt so fluid and balanced, like I haven't felt before. And I really wanted, I hit it. I really wanted a 330 squat. I didn't know if that was gonna be possible, but like that was the number I wanted to hit. And I hit it on my third and I cried on the platform because I was like, oh, I, I, I got that like one big thing that I wanted. And my deadlifts, as much as they're my bread and butter and I love them, I was just not getting that power off the floor that I usually was. And so those were a big question mark on what was actually going to be their game day. And I didn't hit what I wanted to, but and I didn't, I missed my third, but I was able to grind out my third. So the fact that I was able to lock it out, they called a little bit of an up and down, whatever, I'll take it. But I was just happy. I was like, all right, you went two for three, but you finished that third. That's something to be really proud of. (laughs) No, I was going to say, like, when I was looking at the numbers, I was like, after knee surgery, she had a 150 squat. That's five kg less than the best you did in competition. Like, those came back. Yeah, like, everything... A lot, we've been doing a lot of single leg stuff at PT with uh, BFR bands, uh, blood flow restriction. And I feel like those has, have helped out so much. The little things I've been focusing on the rehab, it has gone such a long way. So I think y'all better watch out. I'm going to have a big squat soon. <laughs> mm, oh, trust me. I fully believe you. How much like PT, like the small annoying exercises do you still have to do like now even like is it like you dedicate a whole session to just pt like so i'm still going to physical therapy twice a week okay because i feel like it's we both agree that um you think it's just it's going to be benefit it's not going to hurt so i rather keep on going to him and that way when little stuff pops up with like my rhomboids or something like that he attacks them for me and it's not like i'm getting these like nagging injuries that you know we all get with all the thing so we're able to like upkeep with that and then man I don't know what he's having me do but my legs are the most defined they've ever been so like I'm gonna stick with it <laughs> so it's I do PT twice a week with him for a little over an hour and then he has me do supplemental stuff at the gym a couple of days a week too 
So we're keeping track of all that and gonna keep it doing it until he says it's not necessary, but I'm loving it. I like it. So we're gonna stick with it as long as possible. And it's working. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> clearly it's working. It's different, you know, he's not one of these like post-op PTs that you go to that are normal that like, you know, you're doing all these like little things and you don't really see results. It's like this stuff is doing a direct carryover to my main movements. And he understands like, we we're even talking about a couple of weeks ago after Nat's like, oh, do you want to start doing more plyometric stuff and like being more athletic? And I'm like, now I'm cool with looking athletic and not actually being able to do anything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, really, as long as I can squat, I should double, I do not care. <laughs> I'm not going to be running away from a lion or anything anytime soon. So like, we're fine. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I think I may accidentally blew past this. Go back to 2021 Nationals. We ended up overall placing seventh place, right? Yep. Okay. Did you walk away from that Nationals saying, like, I freaking came back today? Yes. Like, I, I felt like I made that statement of, like, I'm here. I'm here to stay. And I was, obviously, I'm not happy with placing because I don't like to lose. I feel like people don't say that enough. Like we all do this because we want to win. Like we don't do it just to show up. So like, obviously that hurt a little bit, but like at the end of the day, like after not competing for so long, especially in a full power meet, that was my first one since 20, October, 2019. Coming back and, you know, having a pretty solid meet in my opinion, I was like, all right, like all that's, all that aggravation and, you know, pain like stress you put yourself through it was all worth it it came together you did well on to the next one let's keep on building like I the big thing was I felt like I built that solid foundation to build on so we're I'm proud <laughs> it's probably the best word to use I love that you said like we don't say enough we like to win because it's like, you can be fully proud to still be like, okay, now I'm ready to push next level again, because I know that you still want to represent this country right. at Worlds. Yep. And I, will, I don't just want to represent, I want to win. So, <laughs> but it's like everything else, it's a journey. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So trying to have that mentality every little you know hiccup we've had it's just a little lesson for the future so what is next besides continuing pt twice a week and continuing to train <laughs> um not sure about competition wise um probably something in the fall and then the are but haven't really looked too far into it yet to be honest with you Fair. we like just competed <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i kind of i want to ask it even though we can't really know like obviously with all the drama and praying that the people who did qualify this year it counts because the drama usapl ipf right like if that's I guess the question is, like, if the USAPL were to leave the IPF, I, I kind of want to ask. 
like are, are, is Chrissy leaving the, the USAPL? Like, would you, do you think? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's a lot of factors with that. So it would definitely be an educated decision. It wouldn't just be off the cuff. But I'm not looking to do any money meets or anything like that anytime soon. That was totally coming next. That was yeah. totally about to interrupt. Let me leave him out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not willing to sacrifice that yet. I like the fact that, you know, a lot of people, especially, you know, these trolls on Instagram and stuff, just assume I'm on steroids and whatnot. And I like having that in my back pocket, being like, I get out of me tested. They come whenever they want. This is just hard work. You can be jealous if you want. And thank you for the compliment that you think I take steroids to look this good. It is a compliment. <laughs> like, I used to hate it. And now I'm like, now I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Have you always like kind of easily built muscle? I know it's like a kind of like, okay, it's not a rude question. Cause like, oh, no, you're no. just really, really, really jacked. <laughs> I carry my body fat in the right places. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> mm. yeah. You combine hard work, a lot and years of hard work with beautiful genetics. Yeah, and like, <sighs> I do eat pretty clean. So, I mean, that's a major part of it too. But I just don't like junk food that much besides my Doritos and queso. <laughs> do you kind of take like a diet for well not that you're like I don't know how much you, you're dieting but like do you take like a break from being so structured with nutrition right after you compete or are you kind of like no nah, I hate to say okay <laughs> tell me <laughs> so to like help me cut weight like I'm usually only like a couple pounds over like 57s um I will usually like cut down on my cheese and like I'm Italian, so like my prosciutto and stuff like that. And I don't even really have to water cut. So it's just certain things like, yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But like, cause I tried a couple of times to count macros and stuff. Like, cause I usually can like ballpark stuff, but like actually being so precise with things and counting stuff out, it gives me major anxiety. Cause I've never really had to do it in my life. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, normal every day I just try to get a bunch of protein in and then I'm like fairly low carb and I get most of my carbs through like veggies and fruits and then like before I work out like I'll have some legitimate carbs but like that's about it like I get anxiety if I don't track <laughs> I, <wish laughs> but sounds, I, I think I wish I was like you <laughs> it just because I like the structure of things so like, that's the one thing that I'm not really structured about when it comes to like my training and prep and stuff. And I wish I was better about it. Cause like, I'm not afraid of carbs, but like that week of the meat when I'm water loading and stuff, I'm like, I don't know if I should eat that. Like, should I eat those carbs? Like, is that gonna put me over? Or like this time morning of, I weighed 123 when I woke up. Mm -hmm. I was like, I bought this bag of Lay's potato chips for this reason. But if I eat these Lay's, even though on the scale, it's only a couple more ounces, I'm suddenly going to gain five pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it's, I wish I was a little more tracked just so I wouldn't have that anxiety with stuff. Yeah. Because it's unwarranted. Like I shouldn't, I have all these people telling me that it's fine 
And I'm still like, I don't know. You don't know my body. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you, if you happen to be anything like me, you can track everything. You can wake up light and still have anxiety over eating whatever <laughs> you want to eat before you weigh in. That was me. Like I weighed in light and like before him, my coach was like, eat a full apple plus eat some protein. I was like, okay, a bite of apple and lick a protein shake like lick like lick like one little like inside of it but don't really drink it got it <laughs> <laughs> and then i waited until late she was like did you eat what i said i was like define eat like i got to the point where i have a spreadsheet now for my water loading where i have my morning weight and my pm weight and exactly how much water i've taken through the day so i can see the discrepancy from day to day so I don't get anxiety over that and I have it for every single meet so then when I start like freaking out a little bit I look at it I'm like all right you have a spreadsheet this is science you can't fight science here like this has worked in the past and like it calms me down <laughs> okay you have a form of tracking it's just not precisely every single macro I mean it's just water in that case but yeah I mean Every other day, it's just kind of guessing. It's like, all right, I'm having a chicken breast here. I know I'm getting a pretty good amount of protein. <laughs> Yo, it's, I mean, if it ain't broke, do we really have to fix it right now? Like, Right. Yeah. I'm going to run with this as long as I can. <laughs> the day may come, though. The day may come where Chrissy oh. has track. <laughs> I know. And I'm not looking forward to that day at all. I might have to do one of those, like, meal prep services so that, like, I don't even have to deal with it. <laughs> Oh my God. You're like, fine. I'll just read the macros on the meal prep. I'm not going to actually track this. <laughs> exactly. Scan it in. <laughs> Super convenient. Oh my God. Dude, I loved talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, of course. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and tell the people's Chrissy, how can they find you on Instagram? At Chrissy Max Power. <laughs> okay. Do you also do coaching for like online for powerlifting? Um, not really, but I do mostly in-person stuff. Okay, sweet. I'll link your gym. Awesome. Sounds great. Yay. And I will link Eric too, so y'all can see who her coach is too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, girl. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll catch you all next time on The Power and Lifting. Thank you so much for listening to The Power and Lifting Podcast. If you made it this far, then please do me a huge favor and subscribe and leave a five-star review.